Hello and praise the Lord. I am Evangelist Frank King. Thank you for joining me for this podcast episode. And greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, the gospel is under fierce attacks these days. And we, the believers, have to defend the gospel. That's what I want to talk about today. I have entitled this episode, Why We Must Contend for the Faith. I will be ministering from the Epistle of Jude, which is actually only one chapter long. The title of this podcast episode holds a special place in my life. Early in my ministry, I had a radio broadcast. It aired in South Africa, Caicos Island, Orlando, Florida, Columbia, South Carolina, and my hometown, Savannah, Georgia. And the title of my broadcast was Contending for the Faith. If you are a Christian, God has made you and me stewards of the gospel. As such, we are to proclaim the message that has been handed down to us through the Word of God. Unless you live with your head buried in the sand, you know that there are vicious assaults going on against the Word of God these days. And that's because not everybody agrees with or wants to submit to God's plan for our lives and for this world. The opposition is passionate about getting their message out. We have to be just as passionate about defending the faith. Based on the words of Jude's epistle, this assault against the truth is not unique to our day. It existed during the days of the apostles as well. There has never been universal acceptance of the gospel and there never will be, not in this life. Let's look at the urgency of Jude's appeal. In verse 3 he writes, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exalt you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. His initial intent was to write to them about salvation, which is extremely important. But that initial intent was overcome by the need to address this more urgent issue. Notice I said more urgent not more important. Sometimes we have to choose between the more important and the more urgent. He said it was necessary for him to write about this, namely to contend for the faith. We find two important terms or phrases in this verse. One is earnestly contend as opposed to half heartedly contend. He said we must earnestly contend for the faith. And secondly, the faith 
which was once delivered to the saints, as opposed to the contemporary gospel that we hear today. In the next verse, verse 4, Jude reveals the reason for the urgency. He writes, For there are certain men crept in unawares, who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Now this is a loaded verse, so let's look at it in some detail. First he says, some had crept in unawares. This suggests that most people were not aware of these false teachers in their midst. You know, the devil doesn't come in the room saying, hey, look at me, I'm the devil. No, he and his servants are deceivers. So number one, he says some had crept in unawares among them. Secondly, he says these men had been ordained to condemnation. Even though the church members may not have known who these false teachers were among them, God knew and God had their number and their end would be condemnation. Thirdly, in that verse, he says that these false teachers were turning the message of grace into lasciviousness. Similarly, some people these days are exploiting the message of grace, strongly suggesting that believers are free to do as they please without submission to the Lord's teachings, without consequences. That is turning the grace of God into lasciviousness. And number four, Jude says, these men deny God and Christ. This is the basis of their motivation. They are anti-God and anti-Christ. Even though we live under the grace covenant and Jude was writing during the grace era, he reminds the believers of some judgments of God from the past. In verse 5, he talks about the people of God. He says, I will put you in remembrance, though you once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. In verse 6, he talks about the angels that transgressed. He says, the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Then in verse 7, he talks about Sodom and Gomorrah. He says, Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. So why did he bring up these past misdeeds? It was to underscore the point 
that going forward there would be consequences for the conduct of those he was writing about. So Jews' urgent appeal is for us to earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. He's saying we need to uphold, we need to defend, we need to advance the original message of the gospel. Now there are some people who say we make too big a deal about doctrine. But that's what Jude is talking about here. You know, I totally disagree with the excessive number of versions of the Bible we have today. We just have too many of them. The problem is that many of these so-called Bibles are not valid translations of the Word of God. They are merely paraphrases of the Bible. When the Bible is a paraphrase of the scriptures, there's too much liberty to impose our own theology or personal views on the manuscripts of the Word of God. And I believe we are getting further and further away from the faith that was once delivered to the saints. This is how we get increasingly further from the gospel that was handed down to us through the writings of the holy men of God. Remember that Jude says the troublemakers were men who had crept in unawares. So it is today. There are preachers who have gained access to some of the pulpits in our churches and they are preaching another gospel. They are preaching against the need to repent. They are turning the message of grace into a message of you can go to heaven your way. Some don't even believe in the virgin birth or the deity of Christ. To me, that is a declaration of war against the very heart of the gospel. That's why the Bible admonishes us to earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. Now let me read a couple of verses found at 2 Peter chapter 1 beginning at verse 20. Peter writes, Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scriptures is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of men, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. You see, our faith is to be based on what God inspired holy men to write and not based upon the personal interpretations of men. And the latter is what paraphrased Bibles create the opportunity for. We know that in America, the religious landscape has seriously changed. It used to be that if you were an American, the default assumption was that you identified with Christianity as your faith if you were a religious person. That's certainly not true anymore. Secondly, it used to be that if you said you were a Christian, we had a pretty good idea of what you meant by that and that there were some core beliefs that you adhered to. 
That's becoming less and less true today. Now, we can't change the way the world is trending, but we must not conform to that trend either. God is calling us to go against the grain of society and to earnestly contend for the faith. Let us not be ashamed of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is still, my friend, it is still the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. Amen. Hallelujah. Hey, I want to thank you for joining me today. I hope that you were blessed as we talked about why we must contend for the faith. And until next time, this is Evangelist Frank King saying, may heaven's best be yours.